in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. It's now time for another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert. (laughs) (laughs) The fans go nuts. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Please be seated. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. We're glad that you are here. And thank you so much, Peter, for that lovely sound effect that you just gave. Thanks. Uh, It was a low budget operation. (laughs) Boy, is it ever. We don't have a budget because we, uh, well, we don't need a budget, really, <laughs> in some ways. But thanks so much for listening. Uh, we're, we're doing our Mount Rushmore series, and we're still uh, doing the, uh, from Spotify, from mm-hmm. the person DRN. Yeah. I, I don't know what that stands for. I'm assuming they're initials. Probably. I would or, or maybe it's Dr. N. Yeah, could it, be. It could be. We don't yeah. know what, what that is, but we're so thankful that DRN uh, listens to us on uh, Spotify. And the verse that uh, they picked out for this one is Philippians 4, 11 through 13. You know, I'm grateful uh, that they they put 11 and 12 with 13. I think so many times we look at 13. Oh, my goodness. I was going to talk know, about that. Yeah. I mean, f- f- we see it everywhere. Philippians 4, 13, 4, 13. You know, it's, it's a very popular verse, but I think we understand it best in context mm-hmm. with verses 11 and 12. Absolutely. So uh, th- let me go ahead and read 11 through 13. I'll be reading out of the NIV. It says, I'm not saying this because I am in need. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So one of the I read a story about um, it's along the same lines that you were talking about story about a, a guy that was going to his sports banquet okay. in his high school. All right. And uh, it was his junior year, and, and every year they have this big banquet and everything. And so somebody gets up there and, and uses this verse oh. and, and says, you know, you're all athletes, and if you don't think you can make that last step, you just remember I can do all things through oh, Christ wow. who gives me strength. Uh-huh. And or if you're in a swimming competition and uh, you need you need help on making those last strokes, remember I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And finally, use the the running one. Oh. If you don't think you can run another step in this marathon, just remember yeah. I can do all things uh, through Christ who gives me strength. And that is really a misuse of the ver- of this oh, verse. Yeah, yeah, tremendously so. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that story because I think, I think that's why we emblazon it on so many plaques in our home, and people probably have it tattooed on their arm uh, because it's that encouragement of going that little extra. You see, deeper. you see athletes everywhere yeah. on TV that have that on that. Yeah, they have this verse on there. Now, listen, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that you know. Jesus can give us strength. Absolutely. I'm not agreeing with that premise of it, no. but I think that 
I think they're misapplying this verse. Yeah, I no, I am not challenging the the power of God at all. He can do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no limitations. Uh, but I I don't I don't think God is going to empower us to do things that is not His will. Right. I, you know, and so I think we need to start in verse eleven and look at at what what Paul is saying here. And, and I think we also need to say. Uh, that Philippians is one of the the prison letters that Paul writes. He writes writes four letters from prison. He's right. he's in Rome. He he's nearing the end of his life. This was probably written somewhere AD sixty one, sixty two, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And so he is trying to reconnect with churches that he started on his missionary journeys. And so he is he's writing to the Philippian church, and and he is is trying to just encourage them. And he's writing out of place of he's not in a good spot. No, and, and so when he shares, I have learned to be content in all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it is not some kind of a theory for him. No, he was shipwrecked, he was beaten, he was left for dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all the things that happened to Paul, yeah. and he can sit there and he can write. You know, learning to be content, and I think that's what this message is all about. It is, and and so that's what thirteen is talking about. But you know, I I think you know, I we live in a place in America where, um, and and like our listeners who aren't in America, you mm-hmm. know, but but from from an American point of view, uh, we are not content about anything. I wonder why that is. You know, even when we are. Uh, you know, enjoying a, a feast of a meal, we would still, if someone says, well, what would make you, you know, even happier? Well, if I had this, I would. I'd mm-hmm. be, and then, okay, well, here it is. Right. Well, are you content? Well, you know, if I had this, I would be a little more happier. Yeah. I don't think we ever get to the place where we're satisfied, content, you know, knock our socks off, thrilled. Right. Uh, because we want more. Right. You know, uh, I think of the example of Herod mm. in the Bible. He was never content. No. He always wanted something else. Yeah. Always wanted something yeah. else. And, and it, you know, it ended up costing him his life at the end, of course. Yeah. But, you know, but we're the same way. Yeah. Well, we're you we're know, never content. No. And, and Paul's using an emphatic tense. We've talked about emphatic. We don't use it much in English. But he's, he's saying, I have really learned this. I, mm-hmm. I know this. This is part of who I am. I've, I've learned that, man, if, if I've got plenty, I'm happy. If I've got nothing, I'm happy. He's saying that no matter what my circumstances are, Mm -hmm. I'm a happy guy. Right. And don't you think that circumstances dictate contentment? Well, he's saying they shouldn't, they shouldn't, but in our lives, yeah, you are, you're spot on. We, we, uh, we're, we're fickle people. Yeah. You know, if we're, we're up one moment, we're down the next. Right. You know, you, you look at the uh, the Israelites, mm-hmm. uh, and we have the ability to go back and look, yeah. you know, through Exodus, that how fickle they were and yeah. how discontented they were. And they had just been freed from bondage. Yeah. For, what is it, 400 years of bondage? It's, yeah, it's slaves. It's, yeah. it's slaves. Right. And so they came out, and they're, they're so... D- non-contented they, they they got manna every day mm-hmm. they have food every single day but we, we won't quail yeah 
And and we're, but we're the same way. We I can't, are exactly. I can't beat them up for that. No, we shouldn't. No. No, because yeah, and you're right. We we read it and we say, oh, silly people. Yeah, I would never. If I got mad every day, I wouldn't complain. No, I probably would. <laughs> well, you know, and the church cookbook had a thousand ways to cook manna. You know. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> a thousand ways. Boiled manna, <laughs> fried manna. I love me some fried manna. <laughs> but you know, we we are not people who are easily satisfied. We are never content. And Paul says, look, the, the key to Christian living is is to have that place where really the, the statement he doesn't say here, but the statement is. All I need is Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what Jesus is pressing upon us when he told the story of the pearl of great price or the man who sold everything and bought that land to get that treasure. If all I have is Jesus, that's enough. I don't need a, a brand new car. I don't need a bigger house. I don't right. need a boat. I don't need whatever the list is. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. Right. Uh, and, you know, and Paul says, Right there, I have learned the secret yeah. to being content. Yeah, and and, and Jesus is it. He's, Although he doesn't actually secret. say it, but no, he is the secret. He is the secret. Yeah. No matter what you find yourself in your life, or any and every situation, um, there is a place for contentment there, knowing Jesus. Yeah. And so I, I think that's an incredible verse. Uh, that that he shares because he go, he goes on and he talks about whether he's well fed or if he's hungry if he's living in plenty or he won't he's experienced all of that he was the uh, the Pharisee of Pharisees oh yeah I mean he was at the top of the list he he had anything that he wanted from a, a Pharisaical standpoint yeah he had the the license to I say license to go and bring Christians to you know back to from he was going to Damascus when mm-hmm. he was converted yeah so. He he knew what it was like to be in plenty, and he also knows what it's like to be in want. He like you said, he's in prison. Yeah, prison. Right. This is not an easy thing for him. No, and this is not one of our nice prisons today. I know prisons isn't nice, but you right. can think about a Roman prison. He is literally shackled to a, to a Roman centurion. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's nothing nice about what Paul's going through. Not a, not a thing. And yet, through all of that, he has learned the secret to being content. And, and the secret is, verse 13, the secret is that if, if I have nothing, if I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep and my stomach's growling, my, my strength is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's telling us. It's not what these athletes or other people want to want to make it. It's not God giving us a little extra oomph to make it through. It's saying, despite my circumstances, mm-hmm. I can trust in Him right. to help me through this moment to get to the next moment. And sometimes that next moment may be eternity. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't think of that, but you're exactly right. You know, uh, you just never know. No, you really don't. Yeah. And so it's it's this learning uh, this contentment I think is is one of the biggest problems yeah. that we have as Christians mm-hmm. especially like you mentioned in America yeah. that we always want the next thing and we don't ever seem to be contented and you know we need to be grounded uh like remember when you got grounded in when you were a child I was a perfect child Robert <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> well, okay, for those of you that, are, that aren't like Peter, I got grounded a lot. Did you? I can, I can see this. Yeah. <laughs> and so being grounded, and, and by being grounded, it told me that, you know, I need to learn my, what my situation is, mm. and I need to learn how to respond to that situation. Okay. Now, was I going to be content in that situation? Right. Well, maybe, probably not. Yeah. But through all of those things, whether you're grounded or whether you're riding sky high, Wherever you are, yeah. you can find contentment uh, in in Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the secret sauce, mm-hmm. the secret power. That the you know, because we are not going to have life always going our way. No, we're not. You know, and there's going to be days that are going to be tough, and there's going to be news that's bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we want is we want to rewrite the script. We want things to be this way, right? And what God is telling us is, you know, I, I may not change the script for you. I have the power and ability. I could I could change the diagnosis. I could do the healing. Mm-hmm. I could give you a financial windfall. I could do all these things. Right. But sometimes I'm just going to walk with you through the storm. You know, that's a great point uh, because walking through the storm, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about a lot about walking through the the valleys of shadow, and, and one of our earlier episodes, the sh- yeah. valley of the shadow of death, right. that we w- or we're walking through it, mm-hmm. and you know, going through those valleys is not a great time to. Well, I'm, I'm going through this valley. I'm sure I am happy about it. Yeah, you know that I don't see that, but that's when you reach out to God more, right? Uh, and those times where life has dealt you what you what it's dealt you. That's when you reach out to our Father even more. Yeah. You know, we we talked in a few episodes back about trust. Mm -hmm. I think trust is seasoned through the refining, is refined through those fires of difficulty. Oh, I do too. You know, it's through those moments where we didn't know how we're going to take the next step Mm -hmm. or or where our next meal was going to come from or or how this light bill was going to get paid. And, And so we relied on him more and he was faithful. It, always faithful. Yeah, he's always faithful. Yeah, uh, it, it, but he doesn't write it to our script. No, he writes it to his will and right. his script. Right, which is hard to take sometimes. It it is because we're we're not a patient people, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not a content people, right. and we uh, we constantly have these demands. And God says, "Look, uh, it, it's not all about you." Mm-hmm. And uh, my grace is sufficient, and and I'll get you through. But he's going to do it his way, his timing, and and for our good. You know, another example in the Bible that I think of someone who wasn't content was the rich young ruler. Yeah. He realized that he was missing something. Yeah, but yet he had it all. He had everything. Yep. He had everything. What He even asked Jesus, what do I lack? Yeah. And he knew he lacked something, and then when he was told what he lacked— he went away sorrowful. Boy, how many people is that that today? Oh yeah, you know they they got the Lamborghini, they they got the vacation homes, you know they they jet set all over the world, and then they say still one thing I lack. Yeah, one thing I lack, and what is and just never content. No, ne- never, no. never to the point of saying I can do all things through Christ who strengthens yeah. me. That's where my contentment is. Yeah, and you don't have to be rich to have those problems. No, you know the the person who has nothing. Uh, there's, there's a sign, uh, I would, I went to Zimbabwe quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I had the, the honor of helping to rehab a, a hospital, a Bush hospital in, in Sinyadi, Zimbabwe. 
and uh, they went through a very difficult financial collapse in in the 2008 2009 range and and literally their money meant nothing and they were throwing it on a dumpster and so they were printing newer newer money and it meant nothing they finally went to the dollar system the US dollar and uh, there's a sign of these two guys holding up this um, this Zimbabwe money that means nothing and and so at this point it's they're like 100 billion dollar notes <laughs> and and so they're going you know the the happiest poorest billionaires you wow know? yeah and, and it's 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 amazing the resilience. I mean, because they they literally had nothing. They couldn't afford anything. There was nothing to buy. The shelves were empty. It was kind of like the states, you know, two three years ago, mm-hmm. where you couldn't find toilet paper. Right. Uh, but yet they were content. It, it, it's amazing. That is amazing. And, and so we we need to learn some contentment. I think so too. And I think that's probably why this is on. Uh, the Mount Rushmore uh, yeah. of DRN. Uh, verse 13, I, I just wanted to hit on it one more time. It's, uh, I can do all things through Christ who uh, gives me strength. This is not about the possibility of running further or faster or never missing a free throw. Mm. It's about being content. Amen. So uh, any other thoughts on that, Peter? No, you, you nailed it well. Thank you, uh, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, listen, thanks so much for listening to yet another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. We appreciate you listening, and God bless. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and be sure and tell a friend.